Sometimes we go through things in life that can not only leave us scarred physically, but also mentally and emotionally. But my guest proves you can rise above it and use tragedy to positively impact others. Please join me and award-winning speaker, Cody Burns, as we discuss his incredible story of trauma and triumph. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's MJ. Thank you for joining me once again. I hope you are having an incredible day today. I would like to take this time to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. And those of you who are new to the Change My Life family, I want to say welcome. I hope that you will subscribe. There will be many inspirational episodes that will be coming your way. And don't forget, you can stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. So thank you again for your love and support. Okay, I am super excited about today's episode and my very special guest. He is Cody Burns and Cody is an award-winning speaker and number one best-selling author. His life underwent a major shift in 2013 after a horrific traffic accident left his body burned and scarred. After years of countless surgeries and innumerable physical and emotional hurdles, Cody has since founded his own nonprofit Burn Foundation and is on a mission to spread his story of inspiration, hope, and recovery to everyone he meets. Cody has been featured on many TV and radio shows around the world, and his message has encouraged thousands. Be prepared to have an experience that will motivate you to move out of bondage into a life of freedom. So I would like to welcome Cody Burns to Change My Life. Welcome, Cody. Uh, Hello. I am so happy to be here. Yes, yes. I love stories like yours because, you know, maybe someone hasn't been through a traumatic car accident per se, but people go through things all the time. And sometimes we go through things that leave us scarred, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally. But your message is really to encourage people to rise above that and to make the best of whatever they've been through. So my prayer for our listeners today is that we want to encourage you that whatever you've been through, it is working for the good. And if God allowed it, there is definitely purpose attached to it. And so I'm very happy that Cody is here today to share his story with us. So thanks again for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Yes. So let's start from the beginning. Um, I know that you were working in the ministry as a young man um, before you went through this traumatic experience. So just tell us a little bit about what your life was like before um, this life changing experience that you had. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. I'm originally from Indiana, and I now live in Tampa, Florida. And I grew up in a small town in Indiana, Princeton, Indiana, uh, down by Evansville, if anyone is familiar with uh, the state. And uh, growing up, I give my life to Christ at a very young age. I grew up in a a Christian family. I remember going to a, a children's camp over in Hartford City, Indiana. And I remember that moment, well, like it was yesterday, 
uh, go to the camp, and there was hundreds of children, and like most camps, there's activities and things to do during the day. But at night, they had a special camp speaker, and the speaker also had a special skill to go along with the message that he was sharing, and that was juggling. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a missionary from Spain. Uh, him and his whole family, they did stuff. And, you know, instantly as a little boy, I was drawn to that, and uh, it, it got my attention. But I noticed that as he was up there speaking to us kids, that he was up there not just to entertain us alone. It was really the, the message and the value he was wanting to give to us kids. And that stuck with me. And it was like something on the inside of me, which I know it was God. It was saying that, you know, someday you're going to do this. This is what I'm calling you to do. Mm. And uh, so I'll never forget it. And so all through my young years, you know, I was one of those kids that uh, was, I wasn't really athletic. Um, You know, I never did. I, I, you know, I wasn't considered the popular group, but I mean, I had friends. I was just kind of, I was okay being to myself and, having these unique interests such as juggling mm-hmm. uh, so i taught myself how to do those things and uh doing stuff in kids church and even speaking to my other peers and just for years i did that and developed and, and honed on those skills then after uh, high school uh i you know never did grow out of it and so <laughs> okay. i uh, pursued the the calling i went to a ministry program in rockford illinois and it was I was there for nine months and completed that, and then afterwards I went to a ministry school in Rock, uh, sorry Indianapolis, Indiana, and I got my pastoral credentials, and then I became a children's pastor. And at the same time of holding that job on staff at, a, at my local church, I was given the privilege to travel the country and speak at many different events. One of those being kids camps. And so the vision and what I had felt as a little boy had come to pass uh, many years later. And so I, I remember the very first time, the first camp I ever did was in Oklahoma City. And it was in, I think it was 2011. And there was you know a few hundred kids there. And there I was. And, and uh, it was like, this is happening. This is so cool. And so uh, I pursued that through all my young years and even started doing stuff internationally. So come 2013, I was 23 years old. I had just gotten back from doing ministry work in Cuba. We was training leaders and over there and as well as uh, entertaining and speaking to the children. And then on May 31st, 2013, that's when my whole story takes a complete shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm headed towards this vision of what I believe God is calling me to do, and that is to spread the message of hope to others. And then, bam, out of nowhere, tragedy strikes. And, yeah, I will pause there. And if you have any <laughs> input up to this point before I go on to my no, next side of things. That was actually going to be my next question. Um, what happened to you on that day, May 31st, 2013? Um, I know your life took a very, it, it just took a turn. It shifted in such a dramatic way. So can you take us to that moment? Yeah. Uh, so it was a Friday, a Friday morning. I go to my church office. We was preparing uh, for the following service on that Sunday. But during lunch that day, I had a meeting with uh, the university over in Vincent, Indiana. 
and they was going to be doing a special event uh, in honor of a comedian by the name of Red Skelton. That's actually where he grew up in that hometown. Mm-hmm. And so they do an annual event there every year, and they was going to have me do my juggling and comedy act. Because on occasion, I would go and I would do juggling and comedy for secular events. I did a few circus events, which is what they would call spot dates. I never toured with the show. I just kind of did, you know, for a weekend, do my thing, and then fly back home. Um, so I had a meeting with them for lunch. It went great. And as I was driving back to my church office, everything goes black. And I don't remember anything. And so all the information I tell people is based off of witnesses, uh, witnesses that day, police reports, and what I have heard from the first responders. And uh, they share with me that I was stopped at a red light on the highway, uh, and I was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that was going full highway speed, uh, showed no signs of stopping. It was going 60, 65 miles per hour. Mm. It rear-ended my car. I was in a Dodge Durango. And on impact of the truck hitting my vehicle, my car blows up into flames. Mm. And so the uh, the truck pushed me through the intersection into an embankment. Uh, the driver of the truck, he was fine. Uh, but I, on the other hand, when the first responders came, just by the looks of it, they said it's a fatality. They said there's no way anybody could survive this. They had done called the corner, assuming I was dead. And there is images that the sheriff's department uh, took that are actually they're online. People can view them if they're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and to look at those images, it's still. I mean, I I don't blame them to want to say, yeah. I mean, he he looks like he's it's dead, you know. Um, but by the grace of Almighty God, they uh, saw my hand move, yes. and they changed their plans. And it took them an hour, almost an hour, better to get me out of the car. And once they got me out, they put me on a stretcher and life-flighted me to a hospital in Evansville, Indiana. And then they immediately redirected me to Indianapolis, Indiana, to the burn unit. And it was there I was put into a coma on full life support for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had severe uh, burn injuries. My face had second-degree burns, which second-degree does not scar. But then I had third and fourth degree burns, and I never knew there was a fourth degree burn, and it burns through all of your fat cells down to bone and muscle, and in some cases it requires amputation. And so 40% of my body, my surface area was burned, my legs, uh, my lower back, and my arms, and my hands, and luckily those are the only places. Um, But along with that, I had broken vertebrae, Mm. torn ligaments. Whenever I was in the unit, I encountered a blood infection, I had pneumonia, all all kinds of hurdles took place. Uh, And so for three weeks of my life, I I don't recall. It was just complete, total darkness. Uh, And so I'm waking up three weeks later and to this whole new reality. And so once again, I will pause. (laughs) And if you want to say anything, go for it. I'm actually speechless hearing this story. It, it, it's just a miracle that we're even talking right now um, by you suffering, going through something like that. And that was, you know, I was going to ask how bad the damage was, but um, it's just it's just amazing that we're even speaking right now because you really are supposed to be dead. Yeah, I mean, the, and I've talked with many of the first responders uh, since this time and every one of them 
has shared with me that if I had not had movement in my hand, I would have burned alive. Mm. Uh, I, I, there, there would have been no way. Uh, so, because at the same time, they're also looking at their situation as well. And so, uh, their safety, but you know, yeah, I mean, every one of them, they, and they get emotional. These are, they're grown men and women that, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that were on, on, you know, well, they were there that day and it was, uh, it's interesting. It's always amazing to me to hear them talk about this experience. Wow. So awesome that God brought you through that. Um, I know you had to go through a lot of physical therapy, but I wanted to ask you, how did you get through this emotionally and mentally going through your recovery process? Yeah. And so on that note, I'll piggyback off of, um, you know, being in the coma three weeks, me coming to this new reality. I remember my family being there. And specifically, I talk about my mom because my mom, she had told me everything that took place. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my arms. I couldn't look at my full body because I was a neck back brace, couldn't sit up or none of those things. But I knew that it was, I was still very highly medicated, but I did see, okay, I'm in a hospital. My hands are wrapped up like a mummy. Um, there's so bandages. I mean, they're soaking with blood and fluid. Mm. I knew something drastic had just taken place. And so she shared with me all these different things. But she said, you know, Cody, your, you know, your recovery, it's going to be long. It's not going to be easy, but no matter what, don't lose sight of your vision. Mm-hmm. Your worldwide ministry has began. And that just still to this day, it sticks with me. And, but at the same time, out of that, you're just like, well, hold up here. I didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm not perfect by any means, but, you know, you try your best to do things right. And pursue God and that plan and you're like out of nowhere this curveball uh, is thrown at me and my life is now changed forever and then you're you know it's only you know it's our human side we're like why God why is did this happen to me you know and, and so I certainly had those struggles and, and for those that are curious I you know I was in the burn unit for two and a half months out of that, I had many surgeries. Um, I had to go to a rehabilitation center. I had to relearn to walk, use my hands again, everything, all the basics. I went through almost two years of uh, nonstop occupational and physical therapy, uh, relearning to do the things that you know used to come so naturally. Now they do again. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a long journey, and the emotional side of things was it was hard. And, uh, you know, I was, I was grateful to be alive, uh, but at the same time, you know, you cannot help but have those questions. Yes. And so I did have depression that I went through. Um, I had my moments of being lonely and just wondering if, you know, I'll ever get through this. Uh, but I will say that one of the biggest blessings I had through this was an amazing support system. Uh, even though I had those moments of being low and down, uh, these individuals that I had placed into my life wouldn't allow me to stay there. And I think it's always valuable when we can find people uh, to encourage us to get out of our uh, down moments and to rise up and to see the best of ourselves and to look to the positive of the situation. Uh, So 
But as far as my faith, you know, many people will question, oh, Cody, why are you still serving God and all these different things? And mm-hmm. I'll never forget a, a conversation I had with a gentleman that uh, he served in Vietnam, and his name is Dave Reaver. He's also a burn survivor. His face is scarred. He's got fingers amputated. And he talked about, uh, I had a phone call with him, and I had never met or talked with him before all this happened. I was introduced to him through a pastor uh, that was in Moline, Illinois, actually. And... Um, he connected me with him, and so we had the phone call, and he shared with me the conversation that he had with a lady on television. And she had asked him, you know, Dave, do you know why God allowed this to happen to you? And he said, at the time, Cody, he said it frustrated me. I didn't know why she would ask me that, especially on live TV. Mm-hmm. And because at the time he was still, he still had bitterness, he still struggled with depression. And he told me, he said that she said, Cody, she said, or she told me, she said, Dave, God did not do this to you, but he allowed it to happen because he could trust you with the scars. Mm. And he said that statement changed his entire life forever. And it really shifted everything for him. And so I kind of look at that statement in the same light that, you know, I don't believe God did this to me. I don't believe God is out to harm people. Uh, I believe we live in a world where things happen. We have free will. No matter if I'm a Christian or if I'm not a Christian, bad things happen. And it really caused me to search uh, a Christian apologetics is what they would call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting study. And, you know, it's only, po- you know, it's a popular question. Why would God allow these things to happen, especially to good people? And why is there evil in the world and so forth? It can get very deep. But I'll say this through it all. Ultimately, my faith has grown stronger. And just as you were saying uh, when you was introducing me, you know, all things working together for the good. And I really believe that to be the case. Romans 8, 28. Um, God is taking one of the worst situations of my life and he's transformed it around. And ultimately, the vision that I always had is taking place on a greater scale than what it would have if I hadn't gone through this. And so it, it all goes back to that vision and understanding why. And I had to see that and recognize that all these years before this happened to me, I'm speaking to children, I'm doing all these different things, but you can talk something all day long, but then when tragedy strikes and when rubber hits the meets the road, your faith is put to the test. Mm-hmm. And my faith was put to the test. And the greatest example uh, we we well, greatest message we can give to people is by the example that we live. And so I had all these children that were watching me and uh, looking at how I'm responding to this. And it's like, okay, Cody, are you now going to practice what you preach? Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it just, it, it struck me. And it's like, okay, this is time for me to rise up and, you know, I'm going to preach. I'm going to display that there is hope no matter what I've gone through. God is going to take these stars or these these scars and turn them into something beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he has done just that. That's so powerful. It really is. Um, I, I love what you have done with this experience. I don't believe that you're, you know, angry and bitter. And I just love that you share your story to really help and inspire others. Um, I just think that's so beautiful. One of the ways that you do share your story is that you you did write a book and the title of your book is Scar Release. And I think that is such a unique title 
So I'm very curious to know why you named it Scar Release, because I know, you know, when people think of scars, they think of, you know, these marks that they have physically that, you know, they may not want or reminds them of something that they've been through. But you titled your book Scar Release. So can you tell us why you titled your book that? Yes. Uh, And so Scar Release is named after a surgical procedure that they do on burn survivors. Uh, And so as a burn survivor, I have contracture scars. And when a contracture scar occurs over the top of the joint, you know, it can limit the mobility of that joint. And so I use the illustration of my hands. So my hands were severely burned and they actually wanted to amputate a few of my fingers. Luckily they didn't have to, but still my fingers don't quite move how they used to, uh, but I can still move and, and do quite a bit. But I'll talk about my web spaces in between my fingers because those had grown contracted to the point that I couldn't even hold on to a bottle of water. Mm. And so the, uh, the therapist, she said, you know, Cody, you're going to have to go and see about getting surgery. And so I went up to the burn unit and the surgeons began to assess me. And uh, they say, we're going to need to do a surgical contracture release or scar release. And what that is, is they go in and they cut the scar at its root and they free up that scar and it allows you to be mobile again. And I always tell people this, that a scar release does not remove the appearance of a scar. Mm -hmm. It allows the mobility to move with the scar. And so that's really the message that I want to give to people is that, you know, scars, yes, they're permanent, whether they be physical or emotional. And the reality of it is, is we cannot change what happened to us yesterday. And we must not allow what happened to us yesterday to keep us from the blessings of tomorrow. And it's all a matter of what we do today. That's what makes the difference. And if we go back to whatever it is that has caused this hurt or pain, if we go to the root of that situation and, you know, me being a Christian, obviously I believe that Christ brings the ultimate healing. But if, if people are not Christians, then I I highly suggest that you do some deep soul searching and just really uh, self uh, examine yourself Mm -hmm. and find out what is causing you to be limited. Because if, you know, maybe a, maybe a joint, uh, if you will, in, in, in other people's lives, maybe it's in their marriage. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it goes back to their childhood and how they were uh, handled or dealt with as a child. Uh, there's many different areas. Maybe it's business related. Uh, and if these scarring moments aren't properly uh, dealt with, they can limit us for the rest of our lives. And so I really uh, want to encourage people to break free of yesterday's troubles, no matter what has happened to you. And ultimately, Uh, If, uh, as you're being healed and restored, you will begin to notice that um, you're going to feel more comfortable in your own skin, and your own story. And as you begin to share your story with others, you're going to recognize that life is so beautiful. And I tell you, when you begin to look outside of yourself and share the message of hope with others, encourage them, it it brings a whole new perspective, a whole new joy to life. And it's quite remarkable. So I celebrate my story and I, I proudly show off my scars because they represent the hell that God brought me out of. And uh, I encourage everybody to do the same. That is so awesome. It really, really is. We may have some people listening that are 
struggling with things that they have gone through and they may be scarred physically they may be scarred mentally emotionally you touched on it a little bit already but can you really um go into how we can thrive in life despite the adversities that we face yeah and i i think it all boils down to that choice you know every everyone has a choice and, mm-hmm. you know, I, as my mom, as she told me these things of like, you know, don't lose sight of your vision. She knew and understood just how easy it would have been for me to give up and play the victim card. Yes. And I had every right. And there was many individuals in today's world. They have the right to do just that. Uh, however, my mom believed that there was something greater on the other side for her son. And just as she believed in me, I believe in every listener that is listening to this right now. And, you know, you have a choice to make. It's your choice and how you want to live it. But I'll say this, you know, life is short. Yes. And, you know, someday we're all going to die. That's the reality of it. So the time that we have between now and then, what are we going to do with it? We can set and be miserable. We can be mad at life. Uh, We can do that. We have it, you know, but I choose to seize the moment and to look outside of myself and recognize that I want to leave a legacy uh, that is, is positive, that is something I can pass down to others to encourage them. I don't want to be remembered as an individual that was negative, that played the, the victim card. I want to be re- remembered as somebody that, you know, maybe I'm not perfect, but I tell you what, I didn't give up. I kept moving forward and I shared the message and the greatest message message of all that I want to share. And that is, that is Christ. Um, you know, and I, I, I know that my life in of itself, it's not about me. It's truly about him. And so, uh, when you, when I look at it that way, it just, it just, I can thrive. And there's a quote that I absolutely love. It was given to me by one of my mentors, and um, I think it'll, it may even tie in with another question you may be asking. But uh, the quote is, uh, the key to success is playing the hand you were dealt mm. like it was the hand that you wanted. And when you begin to, to just really meditate on that, uh, it's quite powerful. And, and so in life, we're all handed these cards. We're all dealt with things. And it's a matter of adapting and using them accordingly to obtain or reach that goal that you've always imagined. And, you know, like I said, my vision was to give hope to people. It's that why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Uh, And my why it's so strong that it's like, it it pushes me forward in those moments of uh, being uh, doubtful in myself, uh, my insecurities. It, it, It draws me out of that to recognize that, look at the big picture. Why am I doing this? Well, it's, it's to serve God and to share God's love with others. And so to me, that is thriving. Wow, that's awesome. That really is. I just love your story, your spirit. It's just so inspiring to me. And I hope it's inspiring to a lot of you out there that are listening. This is just so awesome. Um, Cody, can you tell us what is the powerful difference between going through life and growing through life. You know, yeah. some people may uh, just go through the motions 
And like you said, you, you really don't want to be stuck. You really want to thrive and, 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 you know, do away with whatever is going, cause you can't change what has happened. You can't change the past. So you might as well make the best of it. But some people, they just cannot get past what they have gone through. And so they find themselves just going through life. But can you tell us about going through life and growing through life? What is the difference between those two? Yeah, you know, I, I, I look at life as a big training ground, really. Yes. Um, we have our, our good moments. We have our down moments. It's a roller coaster ride. Um, and there's many people. You know, and it's unfortunate, but they they just go through the motions day to day, just trying to survive. Uh, But there is so much privilege uh, in self-development and growing through life. And, you know, it's we we have our good moments, but good moments they will teach us some things. But where we truly learn the most about life and ourselves is in those challenging moments. You know, there's that quote out there, you know, pain is one of our greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think about everything that I've gone through. It's been seven years since this tragedy happened to me. Uh, I'm 30 years old, and I think about everything that I've gone through and all the things I've learned. Now, I don't have all the answers. I'm still learning and growing. We will continue to grow as we uh, grow older. Uh, mm-hmm. grow in our uh, mental state, our maturity. Uh, but I tell you, I, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, people say, well, you go back to that red light, would, you know, would, would you had stopped? Do you wish you could change it? And I said, no, because it's made me a better man today. And it's taught me so much about life. And, and it's, I've found so many lessons. And when you take those lessons and you begin to implement them into your life, um, not only will they serve you better, but they will serve those that you are surrounding yourselves with better. Yes. And, you know, and as you begin to serve others, I mean, you're going to grow as you do that. I think me as a speaker, you know, whenever I go speaking uh, at events, ultimately, you know, my goal is not to get up on stage uh, for, you know, my own self-gratification. I'm up there for the audience and looking to their needs and, and, and relating my story with their life and, but at the same time, it just it naturally happens to where, like, as I am giving hope to others, I myself am being encouraged. It's very therapeutic. Uh, and, and so it's 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 just an amazing journey. And I highly suggest anybody to just look at every day as a learning experience. Yes. You know what? And at the end of every day, what did I learn today? What mm-hmm. did I learn about myself and about life? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be amazing what you can come back with. Yes, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to start doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> someone may be listening, and you've been so awesome in this interview. Thank you. Somebody may be listening, and they may have a a story to tell. Maybe one that's similar to yours, and they, they haven't really been telling it, but they're encouraged after this, you know, after listening to this episode to really, you know, get out there and use their story. So, can you tell us um, how to use trauma and tragedy to shape our perspective on life and how to really impact others? Like, how can we use our stories to impact others? Well, I mean, there's, you know, each story is different and each story is, is powerful and unique. 
And, and there's something amazing that happens when we begin to when we begin to embrace our story. And then there's you know one of my mentors. He, he told me this. You know that it's embracing is only only the beginning. Mm-hmm. We go from embracing to celebrating our story. Yes. <clears throat> and you know there's so many people, whether you realize it or not, uh, they're going through very similar situations or have gone through similar situations. And so with me, naturally, you know, my story is going to relate with other burn survivors. And so there's been a lot of doors that have opened up in that uh, arena, if you will, uh, that has been quite amazing to see and the impact I've been able to have on these individuals. Uh, but, you know, along with that, I mean, the thing is, there's so many areas, you know, I, I like taking a story and finding uh, the global human experience out of it. You know, what is it that everybody can relate to? And that's really whatever I do when I go speak to other groups. Um, I find the connect- the connecting points. And I, I did that in my book. It's, it's not just about my story. It's about, you know, relating it with everyone. Because I think there's something everybody can learn from every story. There's, yes. a, there's always a lesson in there somewhere. It's just a matter of listening. And it's just a matter of the individual being open and vulnerable enough to share it. And I think there's something powerful about vulnerability. Uh, you know, nobody wants to see, uh, even in the speaking world and sharing my story, people don't, uh, if they don't want to see somebody that has it all together, you know, people, mm-hmm. they have this, uh, facade that they put on of like, Oh, life is perfect. Even on social media, uh, life is just dandy, you know, Photoshopped images, you know, I've got this, I've got that. They don't show the behind the scenes and the reality of, you know, the tears that they may have at night or what's really going on. But when you begin to pull back the curtain and you begin to express that this is, this is reality. Yes. There's something magical that happens and there's a transaction between you and the listener that takes place. And it's like, okay, all of a sudden the listener is alert and you, you gain their respect and you gain their attention. Um, and so I, I just, I say that to encourage listeners that, you know, yeah, your life doesn't have to be perfect. There's not one perfect individual out there. Lord knows I'm not perfect, but I, but I will be the first to admit it. Um, and I'll also be the first to say, you know what, this is, this is reality. This is life. But I tell you what, I'm going through it. Uh, and with God's help, I will continue to get through this and, uh, it's so encouraging to mm-hmm. others. And so, yeah, I, I highly suggest that to anybody. It's so awesome. This this interview has been such a blessing to me. <laughs> I know it's been a blessing to many of you all out there. I am so inspired by this interview. Um, Cody, thank you so much for being here today and sharing so much wisdom and knowledge and just giving us so much inspiration. Um, I just, I just loved everything that you said pretty much. Um, I, I, I did. It, it was, it was so good. I'm just here, just, you know, just taking it all in. Um, if people, he is the author of Scar Release and the book is out right now. So Cody, if you want to tell people where they can, find the book, purchase the book, and where, if they want to connect with you, how they can contact you. 
Yes. Um, the book is available on Amazon, and it is available uh, through Kindle or printed uh, format. Uh, but they can find everything about me at my website, CodyBurns.com, C-O-D-Y-B-Y-R-N-S.com. And on there, there's actually a tab where they can go on there and put their name, their email in, and they can download the first chapter of the book for free. Uh, just to give it a try out and see if they're going to like it. I hope they do. Um, it's not a very large book. It's um, short, sweet, to the point, very conversational. There are images in the book as well if people are interested in seeing some some of my injuries and uh, of the crash and recovery. Um, and so on my website as well, there's also links to all my social media. I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. And I would certainly love to connect with anyone that is certainly interested or if you have any questions uh, going forward. Yes, thanks again for being here. And don't forget, you can visit our website, which is changemylife.com, but put a hyphen in between my and life. So it is change my, put a hyphen or a dash in there, life.com. And there you'll be able to subscribe, get on our email list and more. Also, I will have Cody Burns information on our blog. So make sure you go visit and I hope to connect with you there. Wow. Who knew my scars would change my life?